Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Robbie Motter, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where each Monday I bring you a dynamic guest, and tonight we have a fabulous guest, Inez Bracey from Florida. I'm also the NAFI Western and Mid-Atlantic Regional Coordinator. NAFI is the largest global network for women, so check us out at www.nafi.com. Let me tell you a little bit about my guest tonight. She is just terrific. If you've ever tried to change your life and found that you didn't know how to do it successfully on your your own, you need to pay close attention to our, our guest tonight because she is an industry outsider and she's going to reveal to us five ways to change your life on your own terms. Become fearless in achieving your goals. A simple, fun five-minute exercise that keeps you on target. Plus, you'll find out why most people fail at creating the amazing life they desire and what you can do to change your results. You'll learn these and other secrets because the person you're about to meet is the real deal. She is known as the person who shows you how to gain clarity and focus in your business and your life. For the past six years, she has helped thousands gain clarity and focus, changing their business and creating the amazing personal life they dream of. I'm delighted to bring you Inez Bracey, educator, award-winning author, international radio talk show host, TV person, personality, masterful coach, and neurolinguistic practitioner. Welcome, Inez. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you for letting me be here. I appreciate this. Also, you have a show on Blog Talk on Mondays called Living... What, what is it called? Living... Living smart and well. Okay, um, so people can tune in on that. Um, what do you see as the biggest challenge for women today? Wow, that's a great question, Robin. Because I, for what I see, for the biggest challenge for women is really owning their own power. And when we get to own our own power, then we can do amazing things. But in order to do that, we must first of all tap into who we are and wake up from all the silliness that's going on in the world, step out of the mass consciousness and to tap into who we are. Spend some time alone, reflecting, meditating, and discarding all those things, those truths and beliefs that no longer serve you where you are, and start to embracing those new ones that can take you where you want to go. What do you, why, why do you think uh, it's so hard for women to do that? Bobby, we grew up in a time, and we're still in that time, even in the digital age, where women are often discarded their thoughts, their ambitions, their, their everything, because they're not masculine. Men have been ruling the world. And because of that, when women speak up, we are either said we're too bossy, we're too this or too that, and with what we have, our contribution is not well thought of. Right. That's one <laughs> and there, are, and a lot of times, I think they're scared of rejection too. You know, yes. if they take too much, try to take too much power, they'll be rejected or laughed at, or and they need to forget, like you say, forget all those negative things that they've listened to all their life. And that's not oh. the easiest thing to do, especially when everything you start hearing in your mind, what Grandma said, what Auntie said, anybody who was older than you said it, and it just because oh, you were a child, and they knew what they were talking about. Right, and so I think another big problem is that 
women have a tough time sitting and being quiet and going within to find out who they really are. I, you know, that's true because we're so busy doing everything for everybody else, Bobby, that we forget to do for ourselves. That's right. We're almost like the hamster running in the cage, you know, around that wheel <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. never stops. How can one prepare for starting a home-based business? Because, you know, today there's just no loyalty anymore. Um, it's amazing. I just heard a story this week of someone who worked 17 years for a company and was able to get another. You know, it was a really great opportunity, and on the last day her boss said, I'm taking you to lunch, and but meet me in the business. And when she went there, he said, oh, I thought we could have a working lunch. And he gave her a cold hamburger. She was just oh. devastated. And she knew then that she'd made the right choice to leave. So more and more women are seeing that that loyalty is not there and they're starting home bases. So how do, what are some things that they can do to prepare for starting a home-based business? And it, that's one of the things that I'm finding more and more women are doing, and, and, and they just jump into it without really giving it any thought. I think one of the major things is to decide what business you want to be in. And you, if you're going into business to bring in some dollars, then the, your whole plan must look like that. If you're just going to do some hobbies and make some jam and give it to your friends, that's one thing. But if you're making jam because you have decided this is the best jam and you've been given awards and everything for it, then you have, it's important to have a plan of action to do it. Plus, it's important to love what you're doing. And when you love what you're doing, it's no longer work. It's always play. Right. I agree with you. It's important to set up a place in your home that is your office. And when you go into that room, that cubicle, wherever you put it, you know you're going to work. The children don't come in there. The dog is not in there. You're not talking to the, on the phone with your friends and family. You are working. And I think, Robbie, that's one of the biggest things is when we're in our own home, oh, the laundry needs doing. Well, let me just go put the laundry in. It's so much that that's one thing I can say. I'm very disciplined. I get up, I do things first, and then I'm in my office, and I'm in my office. And it's something that I have done from the beginning. But I, there are a lot of people that cannot do that. I've seen that over the years. So they really need like that is some of the best advice that you're saying right now. What other things can they do? It's important to have a network. And choose wisely where you network. Many people think, and I'm not knocking the Chamber of Commerce or anything like that, but for some businesses, that's not where they're going to find their target market. So whatever business you decide to go in, look at your target market and where they are. And when you network, you want to network where they are or at least where somebody will be there who knows how to get you where they are. Because we can spend all day long networking and never come out with any real leads or any real prospects or anything that's going to put dollars in our bank account. That's true. And you know, like you say, when you have so many hours in a day to do that, so we got to really make it count. Is being a solopreneur or an entre- entrepreneur glamorous? <laughs> That's a great question because so many people think it is and it can be, but it's work also. And the glamour comes when we really own what we're doing. We step into it. We have our self-confidence. 
we have our self-image going, we are healthy in our business, and that's where the glamour comes. That's when you become attractive. That's when people come to you and say, you know what, Robbie, I would really like some of that jam. That's the glamorous part of it. The other part behind the scenes, you must put in the work. They're just not going to come pounding at your door, right? Not generally. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, how can you tell when it's time to delegate? I mean, I know when I started my business, I tried to do it all, and I learned that I should have done the things I was best at and find somebody to help me do the things like, you know, the filing and stuff like that, and not do take my time for that. that that's Awesome, and you found out early on. See, and some people find out, and they they want to delegate, but who do you delegate to? Can you trust them to do what you want to have done? All of this goes on in our minds. So I think it's important, yes, to to delegate those activities that are not generating money, and filing, facebooking, all of those kinds of things can actually be delegated. But it's important to find someone that you trust who can get it done once you show them how you want it done. That makes sense. Um, How can you live smart and well in a climate of negativity? Because a lot of times when you're first starting your – I know when I started my business uh, after being in corporate America for a long time, my kids would say to me, why don't you go get a regular job? I love that question because many times, especially as women, when we step out and say we're going to do our own business, I remember when I got started in my business, I quit my job, and I didn't call my sisters until after everything was done, I quit. And I called them up and said, I have quit my job. Well, I had just built a home. And they said, well, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm not sure yet, but I'll let you know as soon as I find out. So when I told them that I was going into speaking and coaching and training, First thing out of them, how are you going to get your clients? You need to be in corporate to get that. And I discovered that's not true. I don't need to be in corporate to get that. Now that I've been in business for eight years, they see that, well, maybe she's doing something right. So when you get started, you will have some naysayers. And it's very right. important that choose the people with whom you share your dream, people who are like-minded, who can support you and help you be accountable for what you're doing. Not those people that say, oh, girl, you know, I wouldn't do that. Right. Or it's been tried before, you know. A lot of people have tried and failed, so why are you doing that? You know, that type of negativity as well. Yes. What was the most defined moment in your life? The most defining moment in my life, Robbie, was when I... I went on vacation. This was uh, I'd been on my job for a few years, and I was deciding. It was beginning to feel uncomfortable. And when I went on vacation with my family, I had such a great time, and I came back. I could not get out of bed the day it was time to go to work. I literally mm-hmm. could not get out of bed. I had to talk to myself. Finally, I got into my doctor's office, and he took one look at me, and he said, Inez, you know what is wrong with you. And as soon as you fix it, you will be okay. And I said, well, Doc, you're going to give me a prescription? He said, you just got it. He turned around and walked out of the room. And I mm-hmm. knew that that, uh, that general malaise all over my body was 
coming from not wanting to ever go back into that office. So when I quit my job, that was a real defining moment for me because I knew that I would do whatever it took not to have to do that again. Um, I know you've written a great book, so tell us about your book it's in, and the title and what does it mean? Rejuvenate Your Life, 21 Days to Feel Like a Woman Again. <laughs> this oh, wow. book was written when I first started my business because it's, it's telling about my journey, actually, and some of the things that I did in getting the business started and staying true to myself. And I, one of the things I did when I first quit was I, I got a coach, and that was the best thing I could have done because I had always worked with somebody else. I had never had my own business. So mm-hmm. getting a coach helped me to stay centered, to do the things that I needed to get done, and to understand that it was okay to go through ups and downs because that's a part of life. Mm-hmm. But to get through it, not to be afraid, but to go through it. So this book talks about the days that when the 21 days when I went through, and the first thing I discovered was to celebrate, celebrate, and celebrate no matter what. Just the mere fact that I could get out of bed without even thinking about it. I I never, would you believe, Robbie, I never had another day. Like the first day that I woke up when it was time to go back to work and I couldn't get out of bed, I never have had another day like that. Because you're doing what you love. Exactly. Isn't that amazing, though? It is, it is. You connect present-day behaviors to childhood feelings. How do you explain that? That's so interesting, Robbie, because as 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 babies, we cry to get attention. And now as adults, we whine and we stomp and we cause problems to get attention. And that's how the, the young behavior transitions into adulthood. When we really own ourselves and being an adult and standing in our own power and knowing who we are, we no longer get to do that. We get to express ourselves in a way that shows whether we're happy or dissatisfied, but it's acceptable behavior because we're not looking for satisfaction outside ourselves. Mm. Um, all of the chapters have an interesting sketch to start. To, uh, the start to the chapter. What does, for example, the wagon wheel mean? A wagon wheel. Hmm. If you look at a wagon wheel and you see that it's round and you have all those spokes in it, when you think about the spokes in the wheel, what are they doing for you? Those spokes are there so that wheel can go in an even circle. And that relates to our being, who we are, our whole relationship with ourselves and the world. So which one of your spokes is a little bit weak and you become a little bit unbalanced and a little bit wobbly? Hmm. That, yeah, so that gives them something to think about. Yes. You know, looking at all the elements of what they're doing, like each element could represent one of the wheel, one of the, you know, the spokes on that wheel. And if one of them falls down, that wheel's not going to turn, right? Exactly. If it does, it'll turn lopsided. And sometimes you see people, they're walking, bending to the left or bending to the right or bending forward, 
their wheel. One of the, some of the spokes in the wheel are not working correctly. Hmm. How did you come to write this book, and um, why, and how long did it take you? I wrote this book because I thought it would be beneficial to women, especially women in corporate America and, and professional women, who had just lost themselves and were walking. They hold themselves stiffly. They're walking like a tightrope. They were taught to be heard, be seen and not heard. So that's how they're showing up in the workplace. And even though they have so much to contribute, so that was one of the reasons I wrote the book. And because I know how I was in the workplace, and I also know what it did for me when I came out of the workplace and started realizing that I have a voice and I have something to say that's worthy of being said, and I want my voice to be heard. Mm, That's good. How long did it take you to write it? And uh, was there a format? Did you do all the titles first and then fill in the chapters? Because a lot of people want to write a book, and they just... Everybody's got a book in them, but they just kind of say, well, one day I'm going to write a book, but they don't do it. So it's always nice to hear on others how long it took them and was there a particular way they started or? I just started writing. I I was journaling and I looked at my journals and I just started writing from my journals and looking at what I was saying and then putting a a caption to to the chapters. And, of course, I had my coach to help me with it, so she would look at it and she'd say, well, are you sure you want to name this that, or how do you want to, what else can we do, and help me to really tweak it. But if, And you're right, everybody has a book in them. I think one of the reasons people don't write is because of fear. And mm-hmm. many people think, well, who am I to write a book thinking that somebody else is going to read it? And I think that we do a huge disservice to humanity when we stand in that space of thinking because somebody wants to hear what you have to say and it can change their life. Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, What are some of the tools you've created that have helped your clients? Some of my tools, let let me just talk about a couple of them. And being a neurolinguistic program practitioner and a Reiki practitioner, I use much of my energy and words. I work with people on listening to their self-talk and hearing the words that they're saying. I work with them on changing those words to be more supportive of them and loving. Many times, Robbie, people talk to themselves in a way that they would never allow anybody else in the world to talk to them that way. Mm, that's true. Do you work and, with clients uh, just in face-to-face, or do you work with clients where they can call you and uh, schedule time with you? I work face-to-face. I have scheduled time. I also do Skyping and all of that. And telephoning is, is whatever is going to be best for the client, especially my global clients. Okay, that's good to know. So um, what are uh, go into more of the tools. I think that's something that people would be interested in hearing. Another tool I teach is meditation and reflection. And because I believe that meditation is one of the things that allows us to heal ourselves from within. And it's not just dis-ease in the body, but it's dis-ease in the mind and dis-ease in the soul. 
Meditation can happen as quickly as taking off your shoes and standing in the grass for one minute and feeling the energy of the earth come up into you and being accepting and and enjoy for that and releasing all negative energy. Meditation does not require that you sit down in a full lotus position for two or three hours. It just requires that you find a place where you can be still, be quiet, and breathe. For women that, and many of my clients, I had a client to tell me we were just beginning to start working, and I said to her, okay, I know how busy you are. Will you promise that you will do five minutes a day just for you? And she said to me, Inez, I don't know if I can do that. And I said, well, let me give you money back because I am not the person for you. She says, oh, no, 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 no. I really want to work with you. I'll find the time. So she has moved from five minutes to 12 minutes. I'm so excited. That's <laughs> so good. So she didn't yeah. have any time at all, she thought. You know, sometimes we have to just plug us in in our day, you know, in our calendars, and then we get to to do something. Um, on your website, www.inezbracy.com, what, what will people find there? They will find... Information about me, they'll find my blog. They will find an opportunity to uh, subscribe to my newsletter. And, and the gift that they get for subscribing is seven amazing seven amazing tips to creating your, wait a minute, I got it wrong, seven tips to creating your amazing life. And with that, they will get on my newsletter. And my newsletter comes out and gives information about different ways and different things you can do to create your life. That's basically what my newsletter is all about. Okay, give them your website again. Inez, I-N-E-Z as in zebra, Bracy, B as in bravo, R-A-C-Y, dot com. Um, and how do they purchase your book? You can get my book on Amazon.com or you can purchase it on inezbracy.com. And uh, give them the name of the book again. Rejuvenate Your Life, 21 Days to Feel Like a Woman Again. Um, on one of your sites, thefinancialwhisperer.com, you have a section devoted to mothers. Why uh, did you separate them from women in general? Hmm. If I were to separate mothers, it would just be to, because mothers sometimes have different, they think, issues than people who are not mothers. I, I am single. I have no children. I have lovely nieces and grandnieces. But I haven't gone through waking up at night with my baby. I haven't gone through the teething. I haven't gone through all of that stuff. And because I have not gone through that, then sometimes as a single woman not having children, reading about it, it has no value for me. But for mothers, it's a place they can go immediately get information about for themselves. That's great. Um, do you ever, uh, doing your radio show, do you um, bring guests on to your show? Oh, absolutely. I have. So they could contact me. you. Uh, what is your email so they could contact you to see about being a guest on the show? Inez at com. Okay. Because it's always great to have a variety of guests coming. Um, so now you've, you've been doing lots of things. What is What have you got planned uh, for the future? Are you going to write another book, or what's happening? 
I am. I have a book coming out for the end of November, 1st of December, and that book is is Simple Pleasures, and it's all about changing your state. Wherever you open the book, if you're feeling down, it'll give you something you can do, and most of the things you do are cost-free. It's, it, one of the things is just looking up at the sky. How many times do people go by days and days and days and never look at the sky because they're too busy? The That's sky true. is always changing, and as the sky changes, so does our life. So just look at the sky and be just amazed at the glory of what's going on out there. So it's just things that you can change your state. And uh, so that when you have that book ready, it'll be listed on your www.inezbracey.com website as well, right? Yes. Um, and I notice you do a lot of speaking. Do you speak locally, or will you, do you speak globally, or globally, globally? That's one of the things I enjoy about having my own business and crafting it the way I desire, because I can go anywhere in the world and have a great time speaking, talking with people, and helping them to see that they can live at choice and change their life anytime they want to. So do you have your uh, different speaking topics at the um, InezBracy.com website as well? I do. I do. Okay. If you were going to leave some tips for our, because we're getting down to almost the end of the show, if you were going to leave some tips for um, our listeners, what would you what would you give them? The first thing I would say is to stop procrastinating and to wake up out of the trance that we have been put into. And by waking up out of that trance, live at choice and create a lifestyle just for you, the one that you desire. It's not based on anything that anyone told you, but inside of all of us, we have that still small voice that speaks to us and guides us if we listen. So that would be just just wake up and start listening to that voice and as it gently guides you, accept, allow, and receive, and step into your power. Live at choice. I hear people say, well, I had no choice. You always, you always have a choice. Sometimes we don't want to make that decision or take that choice. But when you start to living at choice, you get to have a get-to life rather than a have-to life or a need-to life. That starts to eliminate the resentment and all the other things we start to feeling because we feel put upon. And that's why somebody working with you as a coach would be really good because you'll help them. Sometimes people don't know that they're uh, throwing out all that negative talk. So having somebody to help them and and not reprogram them but make them go within and and really look at who they are and what they really want to do makes such a difference. That is so true, Robbie, and many people are resistant to it, though, because it's so new to them. Well, they think <laughs> yeah, they think they don't need it, but they do. Everybody needs a coach. Even coaches need coaches, you know, because oh, we, yeah, we um, help a lot, but we need to be helped ourselves. 
Well, we, Inez, we're at the end of our time, and I want to thank you so much for uh, being my guest today. We've been listening to Inez Bracey, who is in Orange City, Florida, and she is a international thought-after life coach, speaker, author, TV radio personality. And uh, so if you want to get in touch with her, uh, her website is www.inezbracey.com, and she is looking for dynamic guests for her radio show as well. Thank you so much, Inez. It was wonderful. And her email is Inez at Inez Bracey, and that's I-N-E-Z at Inez, I-N-E-Z Bracey.com. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you, Bobby. And I look forward to having you on the show again. I'd love to. All right. This is Robbie Motter, and we're tuning with us next week, Monday, at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, where our, we will have another dynamic guest, and uh, you'll be able to listen to this show. It gets archived at any time that it works for you. Um, so thank you for tuning in, and and uh, remember to check out NAFI, www.nafi.com. It's the largest global women's network for uh, for women that helps women grow both personally and professionally. Bye now. <laughs>